This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Plans and preparations for the 2023 season are underway for your Minnesota Twins. This is the show that catches up with players, staff, and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, welcome to Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here in downtown Minneapolis. We've got Ryan Jeffers on deck to join us here today as well. We are very excited. We are streaming live for the very first time across all twin social media platforms. Joining us on Twitter, YouTube, Twins Facebook page. We welcome your comments for uh, for the show, your questions for Ryan Jeffers. We'll get to them throughout the course of the next half hour. Also want to welcome in everybody listening across our radio network. Ryan Jeffers is our guest, as you saw, if you were joining us on social media through our billboard. And we welcome Ryan now to the show. And uh, you might not recognize him without the headband. Uh, but Ryan, it's great to see you. And you, along with Bailey Obert, one of your battery mates, are in town for the Twins Holiday Week of Giving. Uh, I know you were at the Gillette Children's Hospital yesterday doing great things with some really phenomenal people. What are you guys up to today? Yeah, today we're over at Every Meal. Um, it's an organization that packs meals for children in schools that during the dead periods. You know, they, it's the weekend, it's the holiday breaks where where they don't have access to the schools food system. So uh, we're packing, we're, we're packing all these canned meals today. Um, and it was really nice to get over to the hospital yesterday, see the kids, um, give out some, some Christmas presents from, from me, Bailey and Joe and the twins. Um, and then get over here today and then pack a whole bunch of meals. I think we packed over 2000 bags of meals today. Um, and those are going to be going out to, to kids all over the twin cities. I think they have something close to, to close to 500 schools that they work with where they give out meals. Um, it's a really good cause. You know, we got the opportunity to come up here and, and spend some time giving back to the community. And it's always, it's always great to do that. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you and Bailey over in town before you return to your respective families for the holiday season. This week of giving, I mean, there's so many great uh, things that are going on. You mentioned Gillette's yesterday, Humane Society deal going on tomorrow. There's some work going on in southwest Florida, of course. Uh, and Justin Morno's coat drive is also something part of the holiday week of giving. While you and Bailey are here, a chance to catch up, a chance to see Joe in addition to the charitable work. But now you'll be heading home, and uh, your family grew last season as you added your daughter, Harper, your firstborn. And uh, she's, what, about four months old now? So what does uh, the Christmas season look like now in uh, a Jeffers household that has an extra stocking on the mantle? Yeah, you know, it was exciting. It was, uh, like you said, the, the extra stocking. It was a big moment for uh, my wife when she was able to see the stocking go up there and add it next to our dog's stocking. Um, you know how it is. That's always the the quote unquote firstborn is, is going to be the puppy. Um, but it's been special, you know, Thanksgiving was trial run, getting up to Raleigh, uh, spending some time with the family, getting the first 
first holiday out of the way. Um, that's what's so special about baseball season and, and, and how our off season lays is we're able to go home and have Thanksgiving, have Christmas and have New Year's and really spend that time with our family. So, you know, this this Christmas, she probably won't um, be be super engaged. Um, granted, she'll be a little over five months come Christmas, but um, she it's exciting. You know, it's it's a really exciting time. It was it's it's great to spend the quality time with her and, and really get to see her learn learn, grow, um, continue to, to see the world around her. And it's just awesome feeling being a dad. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Now, Harper arrived while you were in the midst of recovering from a broken thumb. Uh, you had to learn to, to swaddle with uh, without one of your thumbs there this last summer. You mentioned the words learn and grow. Tough year last year. Physically for you, obviously it didn't go the way the team wanted it to go. What did you take from it, though? What did you learn from last year's experience that you've taken into your offseason? Yeah, you know, I think as a team, we felt really good going into the year. Um, but when it came down to it, when the when the going got tough, when when we got into the late innings, when we needed an extra run or we needed to keep that extra run off the board, we didn't do our jobs. Um, we weren't able to do the little things when they mattered to win those really close ball games. So, you know, going, in, going into next year and going into 2023, you know, I think all of us saw that and it, and it really hurt, you know, those moments – hurt us just as much as it hurts any watching the game. You know, we want to win. We want to, to go to the playoffs and win playoff games for the city of Minnesota, for the state of Minnesota and the city of Minneapolis. Um, so when we're not able to do that and when we, when we lose those tight games, it sucks. Um, but it also gives you a perspective going to this year. Of what are the jobs that we need to do better? What do we need to, what do we, when it comes down, when the going gets tough, what do we need to do better? Um, and I think we, by going through those tough times, by, by hitting that rocky road, we saw what we need to improve on and, and how we need to close out games better from an offensive and a, and a defensive and a pitching, pitching perspective. You, know, you, all said something, impact. you said something really interesting, Ryan, that I want to build on is the little things, right? The little execution things, because the talent's there. You guys are a talented team and, and you all know that. But that's something that caught my eye all year long, too, whether it was you know, throwing to the wrong base or not taking 90 feet when it was there or not moving a runner with two strikes, little things like that. Uh, is that something that you guys collectively have, have focused on? Because it just wasn't twins baseball a lot of the time. It wasn't what we've grown to expect uh, from you and your teammates. Yeah, you know, growing up through the game, especially when you're when you're in the youth levels, the little things are always preached. You work on the fundamentals. You work on what bags to throw to, hitting your cutoff, throwing throwing strikes when you need it, moving the runner with two strikes as a batter. Um, and you can look at a team like the Guardians last year, and, and they weren't a very flashy team, but when it, when the when the going got tough and the game was on the line, they were able to execute those little things. They were able to execute a pitch when they needed it to. They were able to execute moving the runner, like you said. Um, so, you know, I think I think what we need to do is we need to get back to some of those fundamental things. And we have the talent to, to beat anybody in the game, I think. Um, I think you look up and down our roster and we, we are a really talented team. Um, we're young, um, but that doesn't mean we can't go out there and perform. And doing the little things right is, is how you win baseball games and how you win into October. Um, and, and I think our goal and I think everybody, every team, the big league's goal is not just to make it to the playoffs, you know, that's kind of the starting point. Um, but everybody looks bigger and, and dreams bigger to you, you get to the playoffs. You want to win games. You don't want to just get there. So 
I think doing little things from day one this year, starting spring training, is going to help us down the stretch. For a long time, being a catcher was like being a quarterback. There's just one, the one guy and he played every day. That's just not how it works anymore. And you've added a guy who knows how to win a little bit to be your counterpart behind the plate in Christian Vasquez. Have you spoken with Vasquez? I know this is uh, a guy who's had a lot of success, uh, and I know he's somebody who will have a lot to bring to the catching room. Yeah, you know, I haven't talked to him. Um, uh, whenever we played against him, he was always a friendly guy. You know, we'll see. He's a veteran presence. He's a guy coming in that uh, has won two World Series. He's caught a no-hitter in the playoffs last year. You know, he's got, he's got a wealth of experience. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's, it's always good to have a guy like that in the room with you. Um, for me, it's always, it's, it's, we're both going to be pulling the boat in the same direction. We're, we're going to be rolling the same way. We're going to be trying to help the twins win. Um, and when it comes down to it, it's just, we got to, both of us got to go out there and play baseball and everything's going to sort itself out from there. Um, but he's, like you said, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's been in the game for a while. Um, so it's always happy to have a guy like that around. Yeah, Vasquez, again, not official uh, via the Twins yet, but reported three years with Minnesota coming over from Houston previously, of course, in Boston. Uh, and the other deal that was reported this morning, Carlos Correa, looks like he's going to be headed to San Francisco. What do you take from your your year as a teammate with Carlos? What, uh, what did you learn playing alongside him, and what can you take moving forward from that experience? Yeah, you know, for me, he was just a, just a phenomenal leader, in the clubhouse. And, and for me, I've always, you know, I've always leaned the way of, of trying, trying to be a leader and trying to lead the men and lead, lead the pitching staff. And, and so being able to kind of sit back and watch how he handles himself in the locker room and on the field and, and how he kind of gets, gets guys to rile behind him and, and, and fight for a, for a united cause is, it was really cool. You know, he's a, he was a great person, a great teammate on and off the field. Um, and he was a great player and, and, you know, not not being be able to play with him next year, but I think he he's his impact he made with the twins was a was a lasting one. And you know, I think I think going forward, there's a lot of lessons that we're gonna be able to learn from just our one year with him. And going forward, a lot more impact on this organization to come from our guest, Ryan Jeffers. He is here for the holiday week of giving in Minneapolis, doing a great job packing up meals earlier today. Kind enough to give us some time to talk twins. Ryan, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, going to put you on the spot, see if you can identify some of the guys you catch over the course of the year by some mysterious clues. Talk a little bit about your offseason and some changes in the rules. That's all coming up. That's coming ahead on the uh, Inside Twins program brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. For those of you joining us across our network, we'll take a quick break right here on your home for Twins Baseball. All right, welcome back to Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. If you're joining us live via the Twin social media platforms, uh, please weigh in. If you've got questions for Ryan Jeffers, uh, we'll do our best to get to as many of those as possible throughout the course of the program. Right now, we have questions for you, Ryan Jeffers, and right. I wish you had your headband that you could dramatically yeah. tie into a knot before we uh, we pose no these to you. No one's seen this big forehead before. <laughs> That's true. This is kind of a coming out party for your forehead. <laughs> we played a game during the regular season called mystery twin and we would get clues from players in the clubhouse about their teammates and then fans would try to guess. So we're going to use some of those old clues and they're going to be about guys you caught and we're going to see if you can go three for three. How confident are you? You can go three for three. You know, I know those guys pretty well, but I've also seen some of those clues and I've seen how obscure some of them are. So, uh, 
Let's let's go. Let's see. Let's do it. All right. The first clue is going to come from veteran Joe Smith. Let's see if we can get that clue. You always got to ask what he did today, because you you don't know what it's going to be. He might have went hiking. He might have talked about his Costco trip or how many candles he bought or he, he went and climbed a tree with his boys or something. I, I don't know, man. The dude is uh, he's always doing something, man. He's always having a good time. So I, I always enjoy being like, hey, what are you doing today? <laughs> like, just to hear because it's going to be definitely something I haven't thought about doing. All right. That was Joe Smith about one of the uh, one of the members of your pitching staff, whether he's buying candles or climbing trees. Who do you think he was talking about? You know, there's two guys that pop into my mind. Uh, initially, it came up as Joe Ryan thinking about hiking. Um, but then I flipped over to Sonny Gray when I heard about candles. So, you know, my final guess is going to be Sonny Gray. Correct. Sonny Gray, you nailed it. What, what's with the candles? What's uh, what's with Sonny and the candles? You know, he actually set up a little uh, a little Zen locker next to his locker with a little water feature, uh, one of those little bonsai tree, yeah. and uh, and he always had a candle burning over there. Uh, so when when the candle came out, you know, I knew I, I knew pretty quickly. All right, good work, Sonny Gray. See, catcher, catcher knows knows his pitchers, man. He's <laughs> got to know them all. This clue comes from Tyler Duffy about one of the uh, current pitchers on your roster. He he's as he's as Midwest as they come, I guess I'd say. He's I mean, hunting, fishing, you know, this is actually literally yesterday flying in. He's looking around. He's like, Yeah, I know most of these lakes by the shape. Identifying lakes by the shape. That's gotta come down to a native Minnesotan there. Um, somebody still lives local in Caleb Philbar. Nailed it two for two. <laughs> you are on point today, Caleb Philbar. Indeed, identifying lakes by their shape. All right, and speaking of Caleb, he's going to provide our last clue, one of my favorite clues of the entire summer. He doesn't like water. And that was an issue. Some of the stories behind that are very, very funny. Does not like water. Plain water. He will drink water, but it has to have something in it, which was an issue. All right, who doesn't like water? Ooh. You know, I don't watch guys drink very often. Um... Like tough one, right? Now, that is issues, a tough one. The issues Caleb was alluding to were because this particular pitcher had to go through some rather rigorous activities as part of his his life journey that generally would require a so, lot of water. So then, if we're going rigorous life journeys, are we in a bull? Are we in the bullpen? We we are in the bullpen. So then, if we're we're going rigorous life journeys, we're in the bullpen. Um, we're going to go off to have to go with the captain himself, Griffin Jacks. You are three for three, my friend. Ryan Jeffers nailed it. <laughs> One, two, and three. Yeah, apparently, Griff, uh, I guess in, in boot camp and whatnot, not drinking water can be a difficult thing. I didn't know that one. That was, uh, that was a tough one. I, that was, I was going to ask you bullpen or bullpen or starter. Um, I couldn't think of a starter that didn't drink water in the bullpen, in the dugout. Cause I, those are the guys I usually see during the game. Um, that's yeah, a weird that, was, one. that was a yeah. new one. All right. Well, you'll have to ask Griff when uh, when you see him. So you went three for three. Uh, I want to ask you about some of the upcoming rule changes and how they'll affect you. Yeah. Uh, one is obviously pitch clock, and everybody wonders yeah. with hitters and with with uh, with pitchers, but catchers obviously right in the middle of that. Have you thought about that? Have you taken steps towards you know working any changes into your routine? Yeah. So it was interesting when I. Uh, when I did my rehab assignment, when I was coming back to my thumb, I was able to experience that a little bit um, when I was rehabbing with St. Paul. Um, and, you know, 
I think for the pitching side of things, it's not it's not going to be terrible for those guys. You know, I think I think when a pitcher gets in a good rhythm, anyways, it's it's nice. You know, they have they have their timeouts that they can call. Um, we ran into a couple issues when there was a run on second base and you had to give, and the, and your pitcher was shaking and they wanted a certain sign. You know, that would that that's what takes a little while longer. Um, it's going to be a learning curve for a lot of guys, a lot of pitchers. But you know, I think the biggest thing is is going to be for hitters, honestly, um, not being able to step out of the box and, and take the same routine that you've had your whole career, whether it's the breath, whether it's grabbing some dirt, whether you're undoing your batting gloves. Um, a lot of guys are going to have to change that routine. You know, I think you get one time out and maybe, um, but it's, it's just like anything else. I think everyone's going to get used to it eventually. Um, I don't know whether or not they're going to do it in the playoffs. I would hope they wouldn't. I hope those, those kind of go towards more of the pure, just, baseball type games, but during the regular season, I think it sped it up. I think the minor league games were, were down almost half an hour in game time. Um, and so it had its impact. And I think, I think the guys will get used to it pretty quickly. What about the limits on pickoffs for you as a catcher with, with the running game? We play in a division where you got some guys who like to run. Mm-hmm. We've talked to some guys in the minor leagues, Eddie Hurlian comes to mind who said he would, he would wait till the guy threw over twice. And then no, when the pitch clock got low, he couldn't throw over again. And, as a, as a battery, is that something you guys will have to talk about in spring training? Yeah, you know, we're going to have to make sure we kind of um, – and I'm sure they've already gotten into the, the if you want to say science behind it, but I'm sure they've looked into, okay, what is the best way? When is the best time to pick off? Um, and, you know, when I, again, when I was down there rehabbing and just talking to guys, and honestly they said you, you don't see a huge, huge tick. You didn't see a huge tick. Um, up in the run game from the pickoffs or from the larger bases, just because if you're if you're if you're a base stealer, you're going to be stealing bases whether the bases are three inches bigger or not. Um, you're going to be stealing bases. Now, it, it, will the percentages go up a, a hair? Probably because so many of those so many of those plays at second base are bang bang. Um, but it, it's probably something that we'll have to to talk with the pitchers about and, and make sure that make sure that we have good times at the plate. And, on those guys and after we pick off and not waste and pickoffs, you know, that'll be, that'll be a big one of, of not just standing there and flipping the ball over, but making sure we have an intent with all of our pickoffs just because they will start to stretch it out a little bit as the, as you lose your opportunity to pick off over there. As if catchers didn't have enough to think about. So a few more issues. Like you said, we're the quarterbacks on the field. We, that's all run through your brain the whole game. And uh, that's, what's been nice about these, you, these past couple of years has been really learning how to be a catcher in the big league. So. Well, it's going to be exciting. Moving forward, Ryan Jeffers is our guest. The show is Inside Twins. We'll talk more about Ryan's offseason and also take some of your questions and comments via social media. It's all coming up. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer on your home for Twins baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury and Ryan Jeffers. And we're going to take some questions and comments here 
Minnesota Ryan loves your uh, Cleveland Guardians example on the little things and says, go Twins. Robin Christensen wants to wish you and the rest of your teammates a Merry Christmas. I, I have a question for you. You're sporting one of the cool new uh, logo sweatshirts with with the flags. What do you think of the new uniforms? And did you have to get new headbands made with the new logos? Um, I haven't talked to uh, the place I get my headbands from yet. Um, they might not. They might not worry about it too much. It does have the Twins logo on it, but hmm. I've uh, that one's kind of just become habit. If that's a that's the headband we wear, but you know, I, I really like the new jerseys. I think they're clean. I think they're simple, um, which I think is nice for for us as players being able to accept. Like, sounds funny. Accessorize the jerseys a little bit, whether that be with cleats, with belts, with arm sleeves. Um, we'll be able to do a little bit more now that it's just red, white, and blue instead of adding the gold in there. Um, I like them. You know, I think it, it. I think it'll like anything. It's new. It'll take a little time for for the Twin Cities and Minnesota and any Minnesota fans out there to get used to it. It's just a different look. Um, but I really do. I think overall, I really I'm a fan of them. Yeah, look sharp. I think they look very, very sharp. Question from Sadie wants to know: How does your off season look different this year because of what happened with your thumb? at the end of the year, or were you able to have a regular offseason? I know there was some talk uh, at the end of the year that you were thinking of maybe going to a drive line or, or someplace to, to work on some things physically coming off of your injury. Did that happen, or was it a fairly basic offseason for you? Yeah, for me, the thumb really hasn't impacted my offseason much at all. Um, the, where it did impact me was I was – I had already taken some time off during the season – um, so really I didn't take as much time off as I, as I normally do in the off season and, and me and Popkins kind of the hitting coach got right into it, um, and started really early, kind of revamping the swing. We were able to really sit down and, and, and get the swing mechanically sound. Um, you know, I've always, I've always had the, the con, like when I, when I've always had the power, but being able to get to that more consistently in the big leagues hasn't come easy for me these past two years, um, but, but sitting here knowing who I am as a hitter and, and the ability that I have to be offensively um, has really driven me to, to put in a lot of work this offseason and really get after it with, with Popkins and, and finding a swing that will, um, will really produce next year. You've I've talked really- about this a lot, and you've talked about trying to find your 2019 swing mm-hmm. at times, and you have been no shortage of effort in terms of what you've put into that. Do you feel like – because it's not like you're at home with a hitting guru. Some guys have their own guru at home and then they try to meld it with, with David or, or the rest of your hitting guys. Do you feel like you and and David have, have found that swing or are you still kind of tweaking around? Yeah. You know, I started to really swing the bat well, right before I broke my thumb. Um, I was finally swinging with confidence. I finally wasn't tinkering with stuff. Um, knowing that I was going going to go into the offseason and probably make some substantial changes to the fundamentals of my swing just because when it got down to it, I, my swing wasn't super repeatable. Um, there was a lot of margin for error in my swing, which which in baseball, which is a game of consistency and being able to go out there and, and perform. You know, I'm a guy that wants to hit 20-plus homers a year. And to be able to do that, you've got to be – putting the bat on, bat on the ball pretty consistently and, and feel pretty consistent with the fundamentals and the building blocks of your swing. So really we, we started kind of from the ground up and, and, and Popkins is just such a, such a good hitting coach and such a great easy guy to work with that we're, I mean, we're on FaceTime probably once, once a day, maybe 
maybe a couple times a day, just talking back and forth. I'm sending, recording all my swings and we're just getting out. We got down to the nitty gritty and we started from the ground and kind of worked, worked its way up the chain, kind of figuring, figuring out, okay, how do we, how do we get to the the spots where we need to be in, in the spots that's repeatable during the season? Uh, and we've, we've gotten to two different points and then we've added in a pitching machine, which makes it a little harder and exposes some other flaws in what we have developed. So we kind of make a couple changes here and there and, and it kind of just builds on each other to where we get to the point where I'm at now where we're, we feel pretty, pretty comfortable with, with what we're doing mechanically. So we just continue to throw harder and harder stuff at it and, and really tune it up to where it feels natural. Um, so really the fundamentals are, are a lot better coming in this year. I'm, I'm using, using the ground better. That's a, that's a, a scientific term that that isn't super scientific um, using the ground. Um, but that's kind of where the swing starts. You know, if you're not, if you don't have a good base, um, you're not going to have a good swing. So being able to get there more consistently is really going to help me. You know, when I hit the ball, it's, I hit it about as hard as anybody. It's just, I just got to do it more often. Um, yeah. Look forward so. to untapping that power. That is fantastic. And obviously the fine tuning will go on right into uh, right into spring training. Uh, another question here, and I know we talk a lot about the work you put in on your job, the work you put in as a dad that you love in the off season. Uh, but a question here from Dylan, what, what else do you like to do? What are some of the things you like to do in the off season that you can't do during the baseball season? For me, there's, um, like I said, being a dad this off season, the off seasons, the off season, I, I, it's a little different environment in the season because, because my work in the off season is very, Okay, I wake up in the morning, go do workouts, go do baseball, and I'm home early. So, me and my wife, we live we live right on the coast of North Carolina. So we're we're in a little coastal town. We've got a beach that we like to go, just hang out, eat, hang out in the water, sit on the beach, just really have a low a, a, a slow life. You know, we're so busy during the season. There's so much going on that being able to really slow down. You know, I'm not I'm not into a ton of hobbies in the off season just because because so much of my time is taken by me continue to build who I am as a baseball player. Um, the work never stops there in the off season. So I don't have a ton of time to, to go on these big vacations or take, take these big trips. But, but when we do have time, we really like to just slow it down, go spend some time out in the water and, and just enjoy the, the family time that we don't get to spend so much of it during the year. Yeah, that sounds outstanding. I think we have time for one more last question. It comes from Harmony, and you touched uh, or alluded to it a little bit, but what are you most looking forward to in your first Christmas as a parent? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think this Christmas will probably be more exciting for uh, me and my wife, Lexi, than uh, it will be for Harper, um, just based on the fact that uh, she probably won't remember this Christmas much. Uh, but it's 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 awesome. You know, we we – she loves the Christmas tree. She loves looking at the lights, um, bringing her down every day and holding her in front of the, the Christmas tree and her eyes just kind of light up. And she's at that stage where she's starting to observe the world a lot more. So being able to bring her home for Christmas and, and being able to, to travel a couple hours up to my family's house and see my wife's parents and my parents and just spend some some good time with them and, and really show off our adorable little baby um, is always fun. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. You'll never forget it, and uh, you're going to be making memories, a lot of them, uh, moving forward. Uh, were there any, like, Jeffers family traditions for you as a kid growing up that, that you still or look forward to passing on to, to Harper? 
Yeah, you know, a lot of our traditions were food-based, which I'm sure is a lot of uh, nothing wrong with that. Is mostly <laughs> what it is. So you know, we've taken some of the recipes that we used to do as as kids and and kind of moved them in. We've tried to maybe come up with some of our own our own uh, our own traditions uh, this year. And it's it, until I told my wife until until Harper can start remembering the traditions, it'll be a little trial and error. What's uh, what we want to continue on and carry on through her childhood. Um, but I, whatever tastes the best, that's the, that's the, that's the thought. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite thing? What, what was uh, the, the, the recipe? What was the food you looked forward to as a kid getting to eat at Christmas time? You know, we always made these little fun green Christmas tree cookies that were practically like eating a stick of butter um, called spritz that were just delicious. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to continue to do. It was always fun to get in there and make the dough and, and use the little presser to press the little Christmas tree shapes out in the pan. Um, those were always fun. And I think that's something that I remember as a kid, kid enjoying and also shoving my face full of green Christmas tree cookies. You had me. It tastes like eating a stick of butter. Uh, we're <laughs> going to close with this one. Not really a question, but a comment as we circle it back. Uh, and folks joining us can see this note from Tabitha, and I'll share it with our listeners across our radio network. Thank you, Ryan Jeffers, for making my little boy Brighton's day yesterday. He still is talking about it, uh, and I think that's something you can take home to your family as well, what you and Bailey did the last couple of days here. Uh, Ryan, massive impact, massive impact on the community, and we, we can't thank you enough for being here to do that. It's been a pleasure coming up here and, and giving back to the community and being able to stop by the hospital yesterday and, and really see some kids that are going through some tough times and maybe just give them a little brightness and a little shot of hope going into the holiday season. So. It was awesome. It was my pleasure, and uh, hopefully I get to continue to do this. Yeah, we can't wait to uh, to see you in spring. You go back and enjoy that first Christmas as a parent. Best to Lexi and Harper and the rest of your family, Jeff, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in Fort Myers in a little bit. We'll do it. Good to talk to you. All right, take care. That's Ryan Jeffers, our guest today. So glad to have him taking a break from his duties uh, and, and what a job he's been doing as part of this Twins Holiday Week of Giving. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. We appreciate everybody who joined us, whether you joined us via the Twins Twitter account, maybe on Facebook or YouTube, or you're joining us all across our fine network of affiliates across the upper Midwest. We appreciate your time. You guys have a great rest of the week. And, of course, there'll be much more to come next week right here another edition of Inside Twins on your home, Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer locally owned and operated it's how memories are created and legends are made this has been a presentation of the treasure island baseball network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.